This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor behind the SteelCurtain.com, and it is finally here, folks. It is Friday. Not just is it Friday. Not just is it the beginning of the weekend. It is the first Friday of the regular season. The Pittsburgh Steelers kick off their regular season against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, 1 o'clock, whatever they are calling that stupid stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. Whatever they want to call it doesn't matter. The Steelers, well... It's going to be tough. We know this. We know this, but we're going to have you covered every which way and sideways at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And on top of that, you need to make sure you're following all of our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's say you found this on Twitter or if you're on, you're on the website. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe and follow so that you don't miss a thing. We have a lot to cover in today's show. We've got Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up with the All Bets Are Off segment in the second half. We're going to do our picks. You've got the heart-to-heart at the end of the show. At the end of the first half, I'm going to be giving you my DraftKings parlay. So you need to buckle up, baby, because we've got a lot of stuff to go over, and we're going to go over it right now. Let's go with the news first. The Pittsburgh Steelers, there hasn't been a ton of news. There's been a lot of, is Deontay Johnson going to play? Is this player going to do this? That There's been a lot of that kind of talk already. Uh, it's all speculation at this point. But the one thing that was notable, this was on Wednesday when the coordinator spoke to the media, is the coordinators basically said where their location is going to be during a game. Now, some people... They don't care about this. They think it's just stupid. Why are we even talking about it? It's a waste of time. But when I hear someone like Kevin Smith, our own coach, the coach, talk about how important it is, 
Well, that makes me think differently. Terrell Austin, he's been coaching a long time, and he almost always has been in the booth. He's up in the upper deck. He's watching from that bird's eye angle. That's what he's seeing. But as the defensive coordinator, he said that for the first time in 13 years, he is going to be on the sideline with the players. Fans shouldn't notice anything different based on the fact that Keith Butler in his entire time and tenure with the Steelers was on the sideline. Now, it is important to have a coach that you trust being upstairs. That used to be Tara Lawson for Keith Butler. Now, who is it? It's Brian Flores. Brian Flores is going to be up in the booth communicating with uh, Coach Austin about what he's seeing, what they might be doing, the sub packages they need to roll out there based on the personnel that the Cincinnati Bengals are throwing out there. It's going to be interesting. Going to be really interesting. As for Matt Canada on the offensive side of the ball, he's going to be up in the booth again. He's going to be directing traffic up there. And you might be wondering, well, who does he communicate with on the field? And that would be quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan. And Mike Sullivan's the one that will communicate mainly with the quarterbacks. And they can just pick up a phone and talk to Coach Canada. That was the biggest news. There hasn't been a lot of news. And one thing we always talk about on this Friday show is the injury report. It's very important to note players that might have missed practice, players that might be returning, getting back into the swing of things from practice. So let's take a look at both Wednesday and Thursday. Again, Friday morning here, folks. We have no idea what the Friday and the final injury report is going to be. So let's talk about what we've seen the first two days. Let's start with the Steelers. On Wednesday, September 7th, Deontay Johnson was limited with a shoulder, and so was Marcus Allen with a hamstring. Fast forward to yesterday, Thursday, September 8th, Deontay Johnson again limited for the second straight day, but this time the Steelers threw in cramps as well as having a shoulder injury. I don't necessarily think the cramps would keep him out of the game. The shoulder could. Nonetheless, they have to throw that into the injury report. Marcus Allen, good news for him. He went from limited to a full participant on Thursday, and that's when things got a little dicey for the Steelers, mainly with offensive lineman, offensive tackle, right tackle, Chooks Okorafor did not practice with a back injury. That is not good news. Not good news at all. We will see if maybe that was just precautionary. We're not sure what happened, but still, Friday is going to be something to keep your eye out for Chooks. That's going to be huge. Also, Cameron Hayward did not practice, but that was a coach's decision, most likely Mike Tomlin giving the veteran a day off, and I'm sure he'll be back at practice on Friday. That's it. Those four injuries, Deontay Johnson, Marcus Allen, Chooks Okorafor, and Cam Hayward are the only injuries of note for the Steelers heading into this week one game as of now. Let's take a look at the Bengals side of things. Wednesday, September 7th. I'm going to butcher these names all season, folks. So if you're just now tuning in, get used to it. Tight end Devin Asiasi with a quad did not practice. Tight end Mitchell Wilcox with an ankle was limited, and tight end Drew Sample with a knee was a full participant. So now Thursday, September 8th, tight end Devin Asiasi with a quad did not practice for a second straight day. Wilcox with the ankle was limited again. Trent Taylor, wide receiver with a hamstring injury, was limited. Keep your eye on that. That's a new name to the injury report, and tight end Drew Sample with a knee was a full participant again. So there you have those injury reports. It's it's going to be really critical to keep your eye on the injury reports as we get ready. All right. So uh, as most, most of you know that listen to my show, I had a student. Uh, I'm a teacher. I am an educator. I'm a middle school teacher. And so I have one of these jack wagon middle schoolers, an eighth grader, comes up to me on uh, Thursday and says, oh, Mr. Hartman, who do the Steelers play in week one? And I said, oh, they play the Cincinnati Bengals. He goes, oh, they're going to lose. And I said, oh, you think so? And he said, yeah. 
And he goes, the Bengals are good and the Steelers stink. And I was like, well, you know, the funny thing is, if you go back to last year, going into week one, when the Steelers went to Buffalo, people were probably saying the same thing. Guess what happened? He said, what? I said, the Steelers won. They won the game 23-16. to He goes, oh, well, yeah, I guess they could win. Well, of course they could win. You never know what's going to happen. I felt it would be appropriate to preview this upcoming game, give you a little bit of a different look here about the the team, the history, what's going on with the Steelers and the Bengals. We'll start with the odds via DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to talk about DraftKings here in a second when I give you the parlay. But still, the Steelers right now are getting 6.5 points. The over-under is 44 points. Keep that in the back of your mind. I'm going to be giving you my pick in the second half when we go over our predictions with Jerome Jeremy Betts. It's interesting numbers there. Interesting numbers there. The last five games in the season series between these two teams, the Steelers are two and three. The Bengals are obviously three and two. Overall matchup history, the Pittsburgh Steelers lead this series 67 wins to 38 losses. Another crazy statistic for you is that, man, maybe you forgot this. The Steelers had won 11 straight games against the Cincinnati Bengals leading up into 2020. They won their first meeting, Joe Burrow as a rookie, in 2020. And then there was that horrid 2020 Monday Night Football loss in Cincinnati, and that started a three-game skid. People don't need to think hard about how they lost last year twice to the Cincinnati Bengals in embarrassing fashion. And so there you have a little bit of a rundown between these two teams, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's what everyone wants to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Listen, on Wednesday, I talked all about the depth chart madness, the clerical issues. They can't even stream a a flipping press conference properly. I talked about all that stuff. You want to go back, listen to it, go back and listen to it. But what I want to talk about today are keys to victory. The headline of this podcast is what the Steelers need to do for a repeat week one road win. Think back to Buffalo. Like I told my student on Thursday, like it, it could happen. People that think that the Steelers cannot win this game, it can happen. So what I did, three keys on offense, three keys on defense, and one on special teams, that is going to be how the Steelers are going to win this game. I honestly do believe that. So let's start on offense first. Number one key, you can put them in any order you want. This is just how I listed them. Run the football. In the first game last year, in 2021, the Steelers rushed the ball 15 times for 45 yards. I'll say that again, 15 times for 45 yards. The second game, the Steelers rushed 15 times for 51 yards. It's just not enough. If, they, if you told me that Najee Harris had 75 yards and then he had another 26 or 30 receiving, he's going to have over 100. That's cool. That's good enough. These numbers are not good enough. The Steelers need to run the football and establish the run. But I really hope that my, Matt Canada is going to approach this with some type of creativity. Don't go out there and just be an obvious personnel and run against a brick wall. Be creative. That was what Matt Canada's all about. That was what everyone, that's how he was advertised when he was brought in as a quarterback's coach. This guy is creative. I want to see that creativity. There's no crutches anymore. We've talked about that a lot. He's got to get the job done. Next key, win in key areas. You all know this if you listen to my Winners and Losers podcast after games. Third down offense is unbelievably important. Third down offense, they have to be above 500. That is a good performance when you're above 500. And then also the red zone. 
think back to the last time the Steelers played. They were gifted these possessions, and they only kicked field goals. You have to turn those if they get a turnover, or even if they just have a drive that gets him into the red zone, you have to be able to turn that into points. And I'm not talking about Chris Boswell field goals. I'm talking about Chris Boswell extra points, meaning you just tacked on a touchdown. So winning key areas. The last one, win the popcorn battle. The Steelers in the last two years, if you could label them as one thing, it would be the opposite of dynamic. And when people talk about a dynamic offense, they're talking about a big play offense they can attack any which way, and they can attack you with when you least expect it for a big play. The Steelers have not had that. They need to get that now. I don't care if it's George Pickens. I don't care if it's Najee Harris on the ground. I don't care if it's Gunnar Olszewski from the slot. Whoever it is, they need to win the popcorn battle by having some big plays on offense, especially through the air. Yeah, I was asked on Wednesday in the mailbag segment, do I think the defenses are going to continue to crowd the box? Yeah, they're going to continue to crowd the box until the Steelers beat it and they show you now you have to back up because we'll go to George Pickens over the top for a big play. We'll hit Chase Claypool down the middle, Pat Fryermuth. You better back it up, and then that's going to open everything up. So it's going to be interesting to see. But Those are the three keys on offense. Run the football, win in key areas, and win the popcorn battle. Let's go to the defensive side. Number one. Slow down the run. And I say slow down the run for a reason. If I was talking, if I was doing this podcast in 2007, 2008, I would say stop the run. Words matter with me. I said slow down the run. Don't think you're going to shut out Joe Mixon and the Bengals running attack. You're not. But in the first game last year, the Steelers gave up 96 yards on 24 carries. Not that bad. Not that bad at all. The second game was an, is an embarrassment. It was a laugher. They gave up 198 yards on 38 carries. 198 yards. So if you can keep them off the century mark, keep them under 100 yards, force the ball into Joe Burrow's hands more often than they are just turning and handing it, you got a chance. That also leads to the next the next defensive key, and that is you have to win on first down. When the Steelers are giving up yards on the ground, and we've seen this a lot, especially last year, we know the 32nd ranked run defense. Well, that's not breaking news. When you are able to stop an, an offense on first down to a gain of none or one, or maybe even you, it's a negative play, you're setting up your defense for success. Because if they are if they're breaking off three yard runs a clip. Three yards here, three yards there. It's third and four. That's manageable. They can't do that. You have to win on first down. Mike Tomlin talks about that from a defensive standpoint a lot. You have to win on first down. That's the second key. Next, give me the bend, don't break defense. I'll take that all day and twice on Sunday. Everyone will complain about yardage giving up, time of possession. But if your offense is doing is winning that popcorn battle and the Steelers' defense is not giving up the big play, they're keeping everything in front of them, and they're really tightening up those bolts when the field gets short, I'll take it. I will take it. That's what you have to do against good teams, good offenses like the Cincinnati Bengals. I will take it. So bend, don't break. Those are the three on defense. Slow down the run. Win on first down, and bend, don't break defense. Let's go to special teams. Because, yes, I think special teams is important. This isn't going to be about big press. It's not going to be about Chris Boswell. They need to have a splash play. This is something Mike Tomlin even talked about in his press conference on Tuesday when he was asked about the week one game last year. He said, we had a block punt that was returned for a touchdown. I think it was Miles Killebrew got his hands on the punt, 
and I want to say it was Ulysses Gilbert the third that might have recovered and scored a touchdown. I could be wrong. That's what I think. Could be wrong. Still, that play turned the tide. It turned the tide. They need to have a splash play. Does it have to be a touchdown? No, it doesn't. Give me a Gunnar Olszewski punt return that sets him up in the red zone. That's a splash play. Give me a punt that is down inside the one. That's a splash play. Give me a blocked or tipped field goal, something like that, splash play. The special teams needs to be a part of this thing, and they need to do it in a big way. That's their key for this game. So let's go back and recap all these. Offense, run the ball, win in key areas, and win the popcorn battle. Defense, slow down the run, win on first down, and give me that bend-don't-break defense. I'll take it all the time. Special teams, you just need to make a splash. Whew, all right, that was a lot. But now it's time. It is time. I've been talking about this. The DraftKings Sportsbook. If you live in a state that has legalized mobile gambling, listen up. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook. I want to say, though, because of Mike Tomlin in the Steelers organization, uh, because they weren't saying who the quarterback was for so long, a lot of the options that I had for my three-leg parlay, I couldn't take. I couldn't take. Mitch Trubisky didn't have a lot of options with him because they didn't know who the quarterback was. So hopefully next week is a little bit more. I have a little bit more options. We'll put it that way. But here's the thing. Every week this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. That's right. You go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app on Sunday, and you will see Jeff Hartman's parlay. You can place that back. Boom. This week, our parlay is, listen up, here it is, three parts of this, okay? Three parts. Part one, the anytime touchdown scorer. That means they score any point in the game. Now, you think about the odds. You want to get a good player in there that's going to, you think he's going to score, but he's going to give you good odds. I have Pat Fryermuth. My anytime touchdown scorer, Pat Fryermuth, who's plus 270, that's the first leg of the parlay. I love that, okay? Second leg of the parlay. Pittsburgh total points. You're going to get my prediction here in the second half. The set line is 19 and a half that I chose, and I'm taking the over. 19 and a half points, taking the over. That's the second part of the parlay. The third part of the parlay, Najee Harris, Najee Harris rushing yards. Now, I just read to you that last year there was 45 total yards rushing, 51 yards total rushing. I had that line at 64 and a half. That's the one I chose. And I chose the over because I think the Steelers are going to be able to run the ball better than they did last year. So what is the parlay? Anytime touchdown score, Pat Fryermuth plus 270. Second, Pittsburgh total points, 19 and a half, take the over. Third, Najee Harris rushing yards, 64 and a half, take the over. Again, this will be on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It'll be on the website. And be sure to check out our Twitter because I'm going to have a link for you so that you can bet it all. You can just click one link. It's already set up for you. Boom, you hit it. Hey, you trust me? Do you trust me? Then you'll place the bet. Am I always right? No. Anyone that listens to me knows I'm not always right. But each week, DraftKings has new offerings and great ways to make your Sundays more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. But there you go, my very first DraftKings parlay. Make sure you're on the lookout for all of that good stuff on my Twitter feed, behind the steel curtain Twitter feed, and obviously you'll see that right there in front of your face 
at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and on the website. All right, that's exciting. I'm excited for that. I hope you're excited for that too. Also, in the second half of this, we got Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up. We're going to do NFL picks, talking some fantasy football, you name it, and stay tuned for the heart-to-heart at the end of the show. We'll be right back after this break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Friday episode of Let's Ride, which means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. What's up, Jerome? How's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, it's starting to cool down here in Asheville, North Carolina, and <clears throat> excuse me, just enjoying the the cooler weather and ready for some football. Well, no one no one told the state of Maryland about uh, the cooler weather. It's hot <laughs> as well. It's hot as you know what. I mean, anyone sure. that knows the saying, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> we'll say it's uh, hot as the Dickens out there. there uh, it's go. humid. There that's life in the Mid-Atlantic, but hey, I, I'll take that over sub-zero weather any day of the week. But nonetheless, here we go, gearing up for week one in Cincinnati. I want to ask you a couple questions about this game before we get into our game picks. We talk about fantasy football. We give our predictions for the Steelers game, all that good stuff. The first question is, do you draw a lot of comparisons between this week one game and last year's week one game with the trip to Buffalo Steelers were heavy underdogs in both of those games. What are your thoughts? Do you draw some parallels or no? I do. Uh, obviously, it's a different game, different opponent, uh, different challenges. I think uh, you're looking at a an offense that uh, can run the football and uh, beat you on the ground just as much as in the air. Uh, but I think you're also looking at a defense that has some weaknesses and uh, that can be exploited. So I think if the Steelers uh, want it to be a similar outcome to uh, the Buffalo game in week one of last year, they're going to have to absolutely attack from the get-go on both sides of the football, hold nothing back. This offensive line for Cincinnati is probably their weakest link on offense again. And I know they've done some things to short up, kind of like Pittsburgh did this year. Uh, but I, I really do see the Steelers' defensive line, if everybody's good to go, everybody stays healthy all game as a a much better unit uh, than the opposite side and so if if uh, tj watt and alex highsmith can hit the ground running and uh, cam hayward can um get in joe burrow's head a little bit in the in the middle of the of the field then i think you're going to see a low scoring affair which is what the steelers uh did to buffalo last year and when the steelers ugly it up and make it murky on both sides of the football that's when they win and it's not good for style points but it sure does uh work for the W's at the end of the day. And I think Mike Tomlin will have his team ready and he will draw some parallels to last year as well with the underdog status. Yeah. You'd have to go all the way back to the, to Joe Burrow's rookie year to find a day where the Steelers defense actually flustered him a little bit, made him uncomfortable last year, both games 
he was cool, calm, and collected, especially that second game, which was a complete blowout where they the Steelers defense surrendered 198 yards in the ground. You don't yeah. have to do too much as a quarterback when right. you're running the ball <laughs> that efficiently. But yep. let me let, let's go back to the game and just everything surrounding it being week one. I, I, I do have five questions with the uh, opposing website. And so in this week it was Cincy Jungle. And one of the questions that they asked was, How much stock do you put into this game? My answer was kind of I guess it's very political. It's a week one game. Yes, it's a divisional yeah. game, but at the same time, you're not punching your ticket to the postseason this week, and nor are you getting knocked out of the playoffs this week. But how do you look at it in terms of significance in a week one matchup? I think if you look at the Steelers' schedule, it's pretty significant for them, especially when you look at what they have coming up after the Jets in week four with another trip to Buffalo, and you've got – you know, some tough teams on the horizon like Tampa Bay and Miami and uh, the Eagles. And these are all teams that if you talk to the national media, if you listen to them, they're they're above them in uh, hype, I guess, if you will, this year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the Steelers, it probably probably means more to the Steelers than it does to the Bengals because the Bengals are coming off of their Cinderella run and they are the ones that uh, – have the, I guess, the target on their backs because Pittsburgh used to be that team, right? Pittsburgh used to be the team that owned the Bengals. And now over the last two years, it's been really swung the other way. And so this it means more to Pittsburgh to win this game and to come out strong because they have such a tough schedule in the middle of the season. And they're out to prove something because they are underdogs this whole season. That's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, you look at the history of this of this team. The Steelers had won eleven straight contests against the Bengals, and now they're on a three game skid. And that dates all the way back to the twenty twenty Monday night Monday night football game where Joe Burrow was injured, and the Steelers just couldn't do anything right in that game. That was a disaster, and it was a disaster last year. But I kind of agree with you. The Steelers are the team that, that they can play loose. They could play without expectations. They're on the road. They don't have Ben Roethlisberger. There's right. so many questions surrounding everything from the offensive line to the quarterback position. They should be the team that plays a little bit loose. And I can't believe I'm saying it. I remember as a kid, there would be the bars. I know my dad's bar that he belongs to. They would have a bus trip from Wheeling, West Virginia to Cincinnati, Ohio, because they could get tickets and no one wanted to go to the Bengals games. And yeah. it was basically <laughs> another home game for Pittsburgh. Right. It is completely changed. I mean, kudos to the Bengals for actually getting it right for once, but still yeah. it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. I, I think that this is a game where a, a lot can be said about both of these teams afterwards. I don't think this is going to write the story for the whole season, but right. a lot can be said about both of these teams win, lose or draw this Sunday and we're going to get to predictions, but before we get to predictions and we do our game picks, like we do every Friday, I want to ask you, you're a fantasy football guy for the website. You like to write articles about fantasy football and I'm a big daily fantasy football player. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you who are some players that you look at in this upcoming game for the Steelers. And you're saying, I really like this matchup. I guarantee you there's not a ton of players that you would put in your lineup, yeah. especially for daily fantasy. Right. But if, if, if you're looking at some players for the Steelers for fantasy value, who would you put in there in, in your lineup this week in week one? Yeah. Um, so I think some of what we'll talk about here depends on Deontay Johnson and whether mm -hmm. he's on the field, but if he, if he is on the field, um, I really like Chase Claypool this week and uh, that's kind of flying under the radar. But if you look at the matchup, 
Chase Claypool has been playing a lot in the slot, and he's a six foot four monster out of the slot. And who's the Cincinnati Bengals slot cornerback? It's Mike, Mike Hilton. Hilton. Yeah, yep. former Steeler. Never been that fantastic as a coverage nickelback, but he's always brought that physicality in the run game and and uh, and some of those short passing routes. But I think that's a huge matchup for Chase Claypool, and I think that we saw a kind of a deep fade, if you will, in the in the preseason game against the Jaguars, where uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, had. Claypool in the slot, and he just kind of did a deep fade against the smaller nickel corner and went up right over top of him and took the pass down on a about a 30-yard completion. I think the Steelers could see that a lot. And if Chase Claypool uh, breaks one off, then he could go all the way. So is, if you're looking for a, a DFS-type player um, that's going to come cheap, he's going to come super cheap this year, yeah. uh, or especially this week, excuse me. But um, you could – add Chase Claypool to your lineup for next to nothing and potentially be highly rewarded in a DFS league. Uh, the other guy I'd point to would be Pat Fryermuth. You could probably get him pretty cheap as well this week. And uh, if Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I like Fryermuth a little bit more because he moves up in the, uh, in the receiver depth, if you will. And he'll, yeah. he'll be more of a primary target this week. So watch Deontay Johnson. It's going to be uh, probably – well, probably no more tomorrow uh, or later on today, excuse me. <laughs> we'll probably know more later on today about Deontay Johnson, but uh, watch DJ and uh, make your picks based on that. I like it, and the, the, especially Chase Claypool, and especially with the caveat of Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson on Thursday was limited for the second straight day, not only with the shoulder, but also they put in cramps. So I guess he was cramping in some some capacity. It's going to be big for yeah. a lot of reasons. So keep your eye on that. And, and obviously the final injury report will come out later today, Friday. Uh, and we'll have all that for you behind the steel curtain.com. All right. Good stuff, Jeremy. You ready for your picks? You ready to get this thing started? I am, man. Let's do it. All right. So let's start off Sunday at one o'clock. The New Orleans Saints go to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are getting five and a half here. Yeah. What do you what do you like? We were all the picks are against the spread. Just so you know, we're not sure. doing over under. We're just doing the spread. Okay. Who do you like here in this game? I like Atlanta uh, against the spread here. I think that there Arthur Smith is going to have a an offense that uh, is relatively unknown to defenses, and um, I'm just not super thrilled by the Saints. I know that they're a a um, like a sneaky pick to win that division and uh, kind of a popular. Uh, playoff contender uh, at this point, but um, I think where the Falcons are good on defense is in the secondary, and they're going to uh, AJ Terrell is going to be tasked with probably Chris Olave on the deep half of the field, and I think that he can if he can shut down Olave, then you're relying on Mike Michael Thomas, who we have no idea what's going on there, uh, and you know Jarvis Landry to to beat you, and uh, I think the Falcons will keep it close. I don't necessarily know if they'll win, but I think they'll keep it close. All right, so Atlanta's get, getting five and a half at home. I like the home underdogs. Give me Atlanta getting five and a half. Let's go to the next game. Everyone's going to be curious about this one. Let's go rapid fire. Cleveland and Carolina in Carolina. We know the Baker Mayfield revenge angle. Carolina's yeah. only giving one and a half points, but no Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett will be under center for the Cleveland Browns. Jeremy, what do you think about here? I am all on the, uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers this week. Uh, really am. I think that the revenge angle is huge for a guy like Baker Mayfield. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up five touchdown passes this week in a, 
in a relative route of the Browns. And we'll see if that uh, that Carolina offensive line can stop Miles Garrett. But I think that I, I really like Carolina this week. I like Carolina as well. If Deshaun Watson was playing, that would be different. He's not. I like right. the Panthers, even giving a point and a half at home to hold serve. I think also on Dave Schofield's stat geek, he had some crazy statistic. I think the Browns have won like one twenty-seven and one since re-entering the NFL in week one. So Man. take the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go. We're still at one o'clock on Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers go to Soldier Field to play the Chicago bears. The 49ers are giving seven. What do you like about this game or who do you like? I should say. I still like the 49ers, even though they are uh, road favorites and uh, it's such a, a large favorite, but I just think that the Niners defense will have its way with uh, an underwhelming Chicago offense. And we'll see what Justin Fields can do. He's the X factor here, but I really like uh, um, San Francisco this week with the Trey Lance and, and co kind of, kind of smash mouth in them into uh submission. I think Chicago could be a sneaky good team this year, but I don't think it's going to be in week one. I like the 49ers giving seven, even on the road. We'll save the Pittsburgh game for last. Let's go to Philadelphia. We're still at the one o'clock time slot people. So the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Detroit to play the lions. The Eagles on the road are giving four points. What do you think about this one? This is interesting. Pittsburgh played Detroit in week three of the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Eagles this year. Uh, they're my Super Bowl pick in the NFC, actually, and I think that they will have their way uh, with the Detroit Lions. I like them covering and uh, getting four points. I like the Eagles giving four as well. Jared Goff hasn't played at all. I think Jalen Hurts should have a nice season. They have some good weapons around them. I like the way their defense is headed. I'll take the Eagles giving four. Let's go to the uh, a NF I'm sorry, AFC South matchup. Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans in Houston. The Colts are giving seven this game. I mean, who knows what the Houston Texans yeah. are going to be like? We do know the Indianapolis Colts with Matt Ryan. Uh, we know about that running game that they have. What do you think about this game? I still like Houston, uh, man, to to get get the points here. And um, I think that Houston is kind of like Pittsburgh. I think they can muck it up for uh, Indianapolis. And I'm not sold on the Colts as a as a division powerhouse there in the South. So uh, I'm taking Houston as the home underdog here. And uh, I think that they're going to, they're going to, uh, they're going to hold serve. I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to take the Colts giving seven. I think they're going to come out and want to make a statement after they fell flat on their faces at the end of last season. And yes, it was Carson Wentz, a quarterback. I think they want to make a statement. It's a divisional game. I think they win this game by more than a touchdown. I'll take the Colts giving seven. Let's go to another division game, AFC East. The New England Patriots are traveling down to South Beach to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are giving three and a half to the Patriots. This game is going to be one that if the Steelers weren't playing at the same time, I'd probably watch. There's something sure. about this matchup. I, I want to see what the Dolphins look like with Tua and the weapons that they've acquired now. Obviously, we know all those names, but then the, the Patriots. What do you think about this game? I don't think the New England Patriots are going to be a great football team this year, but I think there's something to be said for Bill Belichick, week one, division opponent that they've dominated. And uh, so I, I like the Patriots to uh, to cover here and to, um, you know, they're they're getting three point three and a half points. And I think that they're going to actually win this ball game. So I'm, I'm taking the Patriots. The Patriots always struggle in Miami. I just mm. something about it. Even when Tom Brady played, if he was going to lose a game to the Dolphins, it was going to be in Miami. <laughs> and I know that he's not there anymore. It's it's a Mac Jones show. But so I like the Dolphins at home, even giving the points to beat the Patriots and to cover the spread. 
All right, let's stay at 1 o'clock. The Baltimore Ravens, everyone's curious about Lamar Jackson. Will he get the contract? All, all that good stuff. It's the Joe Flacco revenge game. Everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield, but no, this is Joe Flacco and the Jets versus the Baltimore Ravens in New York, MetLife Stadium. The Jets are getting seven points here. I thought it would actually be more, yeah. but nonetheless, it's just seven. I, I think we all agree that we think the Ravens are going to win, but do they cover the spread? Yes, they do. Uh, they cover the spread. I, I think they played the Jets in week one recently, a couple of years ago, maybe, and they put up a 50-burger on them in week one, and I don't necessarily think that'll happen again this year, but I think Baltimore covers and, and handles business uh, against the Jets. I agree. I think they are going to cover I have the Ravens. I think they're going to be pretty good this year if they can stay healthy. All right, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, going to the Washington Commanders in the stink fest of the week. My yeah. gosh, this is an <laughs> ugly game. But Jacksonville's getting two and a half points on the road. Who do you like in this one? I like Jacksonville. I think they're going to be a sneaky good team this year, kind of how you feel about Chicago. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence takes a step, and I think they're a better team than Washington, so I think they're going to cover. I've learned a long time ago, always pick against Carson Wentz after he mm. left the Eagles. Carson Wentz with the Commanders, no thank you. I'll take the Jags getting two and a half, even on the road. All right, now we go to the 425 time slot. The Kansas City Chiefs, this this game could be a track meet. The Kansas yeah. City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona in the desert. The Chiefs are giving six to the Cardinals. What do you think about this one? This one was probably the toughest one of the week, but I trust – uh, Andy Reid and that Kansas City offense to be ahead of the curve in week one. And I think that they're going to take care of business and cover this week uh, in despite the rather large number they're giving away to the Cardinals. I said I like home dogs, but I don't like the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Right. Take the Chiefs giving the points. I think they're going to be pretty good, especially out of the gates. AFC West matchup. Las Vegas Raiders go to the Chargers in L.A. The Chargers are giving three and a half at home. What do you think about this one, Jeremy? Whew, this one was another tough one, uh, but I do like the Chargers. They're my Super Bowl pick in the AFC. I mm. think they're going to uh, be a really good team, and uh, I think that they're that Justin Herbert is greater than Derek Carr, and I think that that is the difference here. Also, I trust the uh, the Chargers defense to be a little bit better too. Uh, they've got a quite the pass rushing duo now, and then the the defensive backfield with a healthy Derwin James looks good. So I like the chargers to cover here i like the chargers as well the raiders are, are going to be good but we don't know about that car adams connection if it's going to be yeah. ready to go in week one but i like the chargers as a hold serve at home staying at 425 the green bay packers minnesota vikings nfc north action in minnesota green bay is giving one and a half on the road what do you think about this uh i'm taking the vikings i think they win this game straight up and i think they cover and so uh i think the vikings could easily win this division this year their offense is going to be very good and i think their defense will be improved on last year so uh, we've seen green bay lose a couple uh big targets and uh although green bay's defense will be good i think the vikings uh at home uh win this game and thusly cover the spread here i'll take aaron Rodgers and the packers i know that people have been signaling the alarms because they mm -hmm. don't have the receivers they used to have but i like green bay on the road giving one and a half Staying at the last 425 game, Tennessee Titans, New York Giants in Tennessee. Tennessee's giving five and a half. Do you think the Giants somehow find a way to keep it close? I do, actually. Um, I think that Tennessee is overrated this year, and I think that Saquon Barkley comes out with a vengeance and uh, returns to uh, glory as a top-level fantasy back and as a top-level NFL back, and I think they, uh, they get the points here. 
I'm going to take the Titans at home, giving five and a half. I think they win. I think they cover. I, I think the Giants are going to be better, but just not yet. Sunday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys in big D, Dallas Jerry World. The Dallas Cowboys are actually getting two and a half at home yeah. against Tom Brady and the boys. What do you think about this Sunday night game? Can Dak Prescott overcome the loss of basically every receiver except CD lamb. That's my big question. I don't know if they can do it week one. I think that um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this ball game and it's not going to be as close as last year's game. I think that the Buccaneers hold serve here and and cover uh, the two and a half. I have the Dallas Cowboys at home. Even if they lose the game, getting the points at home. I like those home dogs. Give me the Dallas Cowboys getting two and a half in the Monday night game. A little revenge game again. This could be yeah. like the revenge week. The <laughs> right. Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson going back to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's getting six and a half here. What do you think about Danger Russ going back to Seattle? I think the Broncos handle their business here. Uh, you know, it's it's a big spread uh, for for any game, especially on on the road. But I think the Broncos are the better team. I think their defense will kind of smother the Geno Smith-led Seattle attack. And uh, so I'm going with uh, Denver to cover. Yeah, I think Denver wins this one in a laugher because I don't think Seattle's going to be any good this year. But still, let's get to the game that everyone cares about. Sunday at 1 o'clock in yes, sir. the dump that is Cincinnati, Ohio, the worst state ever. Paycor uh, Cincinnati- Stadium. Yeah, well, whatever. Pay- well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, they have, they got their naming rights. No one made a big yeah, stink right. out of that like the Acro Shore. But anyways, the Steelers are getting 6.5 on the road. The over-under is 44.5. What is your prediction? How do you see this shaking down? I like the Steelers to cover. Um, I think that we we talked about what they're going to try to do this week. The defense is going to come out attacking. They're going to uh, try to do what they did to Buffalo. <coughs> excuse me, what they did to Buffalo last year, and I think they do it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game outright, but I'm not sure if that'll be the case. But I do think that this is a close game, and that the spread is just way too much. Uh, and so I'm going Steelers uh, covering here. And I'm also taking the under if you want to go into that as well. I think it's a low-scoring game. Well, do you have a score prediction? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 20 to 16 Steelers. Ooh, okay. I, too. I mean, come on, guys. The people that listen to my show, my ride or die crew, they know I'm not going to pick against Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's right. Never. Of course I want the Steelers to win. Of course I think the Steelers are going to win. And they're getting six and a half points. I'll take yep. the points. I'll put them on the money line. Steelers 23, Bengals 21. That's a 44 and a half over under. I've got it at 44 even. I've Ooh. got the under. So yes, 23 21 Steelers is my prediction. There you have it. Book it. I hope I'm right. If not, whatever. We'll play again <laughs> next week. Sorry, right, right. Jeremy. Good stuff. Let them know where they can find you on social media and go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 T H E B E T Z. Nine three. We're gonna have some fantasy stuff uh, before the Steelers game. Some guys to keep an eye on in that game, uh, and then uh, kind of gonna start a, a players to watch uh, segment. Uh, hopefully, every week we'll see how that goes. But uh, at least something to uh, prep you for the games uh, for players on both sides of the ball. All right, perfect, Jeremy. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Have a good day. All right, see you next week. All right, a big thank you to Jeremy, Jerome Betts, for taking the time, as he always does on Friday, to be a part of the show. I do appreciate him. I appreciate all the work he does for Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, both at the written side and the podcast side. It's always fun to talk, and it's always fun to do picks. I love picks. I love making picks. 
I'm not a big better, but I love that part of the game. I love the spreads. I love all of it. So there you go. This is right at my right in my wheelhouse. Let's finish this up as we ever do as we do every Friday with a little heart to heart. So uh, this today, actually today, the ninth nine nine is one of my daughter's birthdays. That's right, one Caroline Michelle, and Caroline is. Uh, she's our fourth child, and I'm sure if you listen to my shows, you're probably thinking, my gosh, every every feel like every month Jeff's talking about a birthday. Well, I have five kids, folks. I mean, think about it. They're all in a different month. Uh, so, yeah, I do have a lot of birthdays, but still, you know, I was thinking about Caroline Thursday after work. She wanted to get her ears pierced. She's going to be seven years old, and so we met at the mall and went to Claire's, and we got the ears pierced, and I'm looking at her, and Man, time does fly. It really does fly. And I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, I think it was on my Monday show this past week about how I just want to enjoy the season. And I think that can also be extended into everyday life. You know, time can fly only if you let it fly by. If you don't stop and smell the roses. If you don't put the phone down and step away from the screen and say, you know what, I'll go for that walk. Let's have that talk. Let's have it. Let's not have a hold on, wait and wait one second. Let's actually do it. Let's let's stop talking about it and let's do it. Let's go live our lives. Let's do it together. I think that's the best approach, the best advice I can give you, especially if you're a new parent um, or even if you're a young adult that listens to my show. Don't let time just go. We all we all get stuck in that rut. We all sit there and and I sit here and I I have my son's going to be 14 in November. I'm in in Caroline that I just talked about is now seven years old. I cannot wrap my brain around the fact that seven years has gone by already. But you know what? I can honestly tell you that I've enjoyed every single day with all of my children. And I, I will leave you with this. Someone told me this once. I'm not smart enough to think of it myself. If you just change your perspective on life a little bit, it can go a long way. And what I mean by that is everyone always says, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to do this. I've got... Instead of saying, I have to do something, you should try saying, I get to. So instead of, I have to go to work, I get to go to work. Why? You have a job. You should be happy that you have a job. Some people don't. Oh, I've got to cut the grass. I, I, I have to cut the grass. Well, I get to cut the grass. I have a yard that I get to, I have to maintain. I have a property. I have a house. Think about it. Change that perspective a little bit, folks. And even with the Steelers. You know, we all sit and complain about the Steelers all the time. Just enjoy the game this Sunday. That's what I'm trying to do. I think we might have one Dave Schofield joining me for the game, and that'll be a lot of fun. So, folks, that does it for me. I'm heading out. I got to be honest. I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited for this game. Make sure you're checking out the postgame show with myself, Brian Davis, and Dave Schofield after the game, and I will be back on Monday for winners and losers. You know how it goes. All right, folks, you know we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. See you on Monday.